Hey everybody, how you doing? Grant here with the Five Peaks Podcast. First of all, I just want to say thanks for continuing to support this show, uh, continuing to tell your friends about it, to hit that subscribe button, and to do all the things that, that help us keep this going. Really, really appreciate that. In this episode, I was able to sit down and have an amazing conversation with a wonderful person, uh, Kristen Valenti. She is a high school math teacher. Uh, she runs a blogger. She runs the earlybirdblog.org blog and is also an outdoor enthusiast that you know reminds us the power of nature therapy, reminds us the power of grounding ourselves, of taking breaths, of really setting our intentions and living our best life by putting our energies, our values, our time, our resources into those things that lead to us having a more purposeful life. And so I really think that you're gonna enjoy this conversation and, uh, and take some great lessons from it. So with that, and without further ado, please enjoy. All right, we're live. What do you think about that? That's exciting, yeah. <laughs> All right, hey. Uh, um, so uh, Kristen Valenti, welcome to the Five Peaks Podcast. Uh, for everybody at home, I am here with the great and powerful Kristen Valenti. She is a uh, high school math teacher. She also runs an amazing uh, outdoor blog where she kind of, um, you know, walks us through some great hikes uh, in the greater Connecticut area as well as wherever her travels take her. Um, that blog is called earlybird.org. You, you should go check her out. It is an amazing blog. I've uh, gone through a couple of them. You, do, you give some great advice as far as like how to prepare as well as just you know, opening us up to uh, to some great spots, certainly in your area and then just around the country, right? Um, and it seems that a lot of what you do um, through that and through your IG page is really kind of bringing this idea forward of, you know, uh, nature therapy, this idea of like having positive mindsets, this idea of sort of living the best and fullest and, and meaningful purpose-driven life that we can. And I, and I find that really powerful and really uh uh really motivating right it's it's awesome which is great and which is why you're an awesome guest to have here on the podcast because it's what we're all about thank you grant <laughs> i appreciate that and a nice introduction <laughs> it's well deserved and i'm sure there's more there's more it's to early come. bird it's early bird blog.org early bird blog <laughs> like, tries to go there yeah okay early bird blog.org I know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Go check it out. It's, I, I was, I was looking at that last night and uh, it was really, you get some great shots. You got to, you have a drone that takes some, some amazing shots, right? Yes. Yeah. Actually my boyfriend, Jared has the drone. I haven't learned how to work the drone yet. I feel like I'm already overwhelmed with like the pictures I take. I have obviously an iPhone, but then I recently invested in a Canon camera. Oh. And so I'm still learning how to use it. But um, just from those two things alone, I have a ton of pictures and videos I'm always trying to go through. So the, the yeah. drone is like an extra thing. But he, yeah, he gets great, you know, aerial shots of wherever we are. And it is pretty cool to see, like, a, you know, zoomed out of where, where you are. Yeah, you had, um, you had one post um, where you were kind of, you know, you were talking about it was from a, a winter hike that you did. You've been doing a lot of, a lot of snow snowshoeing, I see, right? Right. It's amazing. That's uh, 
maybe a little too cold for my California blood. I don't know, but <laughs> I'm yeah, getting I, used yeah. to it. I'm here, I'm here in Colorado now, so I'm getting more used to it, right? <laughs> I know. I almost think, I don't know, I, I always thought like you guys out there in the West have like more mild temperatures than us. I don't know if that's true, but I over here, you know, in New England, I everyone when you're winter hiking is like so bundled up. And I've seen like you know, skiing videos from out West where the girls are literally like sometimes in like a sports bra. And I'm like, I don't understand what's happening over yeah. there. But I don't know if it's just that it's not as bitterly cold where you guys are, or maybe I'm completely. No, off. I don't, I don't think you're off. Um, so Shara, um, my wife Shara, right. This is, right. She, she's the one that introduced you to me. Mm -hmm. um, she grew up in, in New England and, you know, in New Jersey. And, and she talks about like, that cold that winter is like you know the snow is a little bit wetter and so it's like then you get that biting biting wind that goes along with it right. out here it's like here where we are in colorado springs it's like mm. um it'll snow one day it could be four six inches of snow and it'll be gone in like a day or two like wow. gone there might there'll be like some pockets of where maybe it got built up or people shovel in or plows or whatever right but generally speaking like the roads will be good to drive like that day like That's so amazing yeah just, it's it'll go it's it's crazy it'll go from being like you know i don't know 10 degrees one day to like the next day it'll be like 40 or 50. right and you guys have so much sun like you guys That's, have so yes. much sun all year yes. long i feel right, like right at this point i feel like we need like a medal like coming out of the the winter um <laughs> <laughs> Compared to what you've done, I know that sounds really silly. Compared to no, hey, the struggle is real all around. <laughs> but whatever it is that your struggle is, it's it's just as valid as any other. Um, but what I was gonna say is, you had this post that mm. I really that I really thought was rad. That was like, um, it was sort of like reminding everyone to sort of take that step back. And you had like it started out with kind of like an up close shot of you know, of, of the trees and of the forest and the snow. And you were right. like, the sun's coming, it's going to get better. And it was sort of like this very uplifting post. And then it went from your, your awesome photography. And then there was the drone shot that kind of took it out and like was reminding us all to kind of take that wider view sometimes and kind of right. get us out of our own headspace a little bit and get us out of our funk. And like, especially, you know, seasonal depression is a real thing. Right. And like, yeah. sort of reminding us that the sunshine's on its way it's going to brighten up I, I thought that was really powerful absolutely thank you yeah I, I had that idea I mean it was after work I think on a on a Friday and sometimes it's just you know we have the day-to-day -day grind like with work especially teaching in person you know during a pandemic with a mask on all day um so yeah I just came home and I was just feeling like oh my gosh is this ever going to end like these winter days like just seem mm -hmm. endless um but <clears throat> yeah so I think it just, it, it reminded me like, you know, give it a couple weeks, like, you know, look at the bigger picture of things and not, don't get so lost in like the details that. Yeah, I, I yeah. think that's a, I think that's a powerful statement. And I think especially um, for someone in your position that, you know, you, you are teaching high school and you just said like, you're, you're still, you're in person is, or is like, how have you been managing that? Is it part-time Zoom, part-time person, part-time nobody right. shows up like how, like how has this been i imagine it's been a little crazy oh, that's a it's a whole it's a whole podcast but that's a whole podcast in and of its own <laughs> it's it's been in person except for wednesdays it's been remote at home but um i keep thinking like somebody needs to write an article on what it's like to teach like 
in a world without like smiles, you know, like everybody's mm. faces are covered when we're in person. And um, I'll see kids in the lunchroom eating because you're able to take off your mask and there's like, you know, like plastic boards almost separating people as they eat lunch. But I'll see like their full face and I'll be like, oh my gosh, like that's what you look like. And and then my heart kind of goes out to them because there's something about like the covering of the face that kind of hardens you when you don't see them smile, you don't see maybe like their, you know, reaction of something difficult in class and you just keep moving. And there's just, you know, there's just a lack of connection there um, compared to years in the, of the past where you've, you know, without the masks. Yeah, no, so, that's very important. Yeah. Well, it's, it's important. I think people sometimes take that for granted that the, this idea that like, we need to see how each other reacts. Like, so I, it's something I learned um, in the last, I don't know, year, two years or something like that. Um, there's a, I don't want to get this wrong. I might though, but so there's a, there's a, what's called a mirror neuron that mm. is, that resides in the brain that um, studies have shown where it's like, when you see someone smile, you smile. When you right. see someone sad, you might even feel sad, right? right. Um, and what that is, is this mirror neuron is, you know, through your eyes. And then obviously as it gets processed through your brain mm. is recognizing emotion in others. And it's automatically trying to mirror so as to build that connection. Huh. And it's, it's like this natural human, this very innate, very, you know, lizard brain thing mm. within the human physiology, anatomy, that we are literally wired to make connections with each other. And it's through that. And one of the right. crazy studies that was shown was there was this, uh, there was this, this man and he was, he was blind, but he, he had, it's, he was blind in the sense of like his eyes, something was lost between his eyes and his brain where it's like he couldn't see. But what, what they did is they showed they put him in front of this screen and showed pictures of like people smiling and he huh. couldn't see it, but he would smile. That's and they were like, why did you just smile right there? Right. And he's like, I don't know. I just had this urge to smile. And this is where they started discovering these mirror neurons. And it's wow. Like, it's, That's it's, really cool. That's super cool. That actually reminds me um, and makes me not feel better about the Instagram things, but I had a hard time at first when I started the Instagram page and the blog, like posting pictures of myself um, but I would notice, you know, I would take like mountain pictures and stuff at the top of our hikes, but anytime I was in it, you know, and I, I guess I naturally smile a lot, like it would get a ton more likes and comments and that's not what I'm there for. But I was just like, wow, like people are really connecting, you know, to these pictures compared to my, you know, little photography, you know, skills that I'm trying to build and those kinds of pictures. Um, and then I just kind of had to get over the fact that like, yeah, like put yourself in your pictures, especially at a time like now when people really don't see you know, other people smiles a lot with the masks, but it just goes back to what you were saying. It's, it, there's something about, um, about that, about seeing like a genuine smile and you just can connect way more. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. I think, you know, it's, it's the, the, the social media part of that is, is a, is a weird double-edged sword, right? Cause like to your point very much, it's, uh, seeing and i've noticed the same thing in posts where it's like i show myself or posts where it's me and shara or whatever it gets far more engagement and interaction right. than just like some random thought meme thing or a, or a landscape photo or whatever it is right, right? um 
And so like it shows absolutely we're looking for those connections. But the other part of that is the, the, this idea of getting lost in social media and not building those actual in-person real life connections, which then back to your point earlier, like here during the pandemic that has only gotten exacerbated that much more as we're all, you know, put in and, and sort of being isolated. And even if it's just the mask thing, not being able to share those facial expressions with each other. Right. Yeah, that it is. It's interesting. And sometimes, I mean, you know, I've made a lot of great connections on social media, like your wife included. Um, but sometimes I do, I get filled up from that in like almost like a friendship sort of way. And I, I feel like I do have like genuine conversations with people and I want to hear, you know, what's going on with them and, and vice versa. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, like you have real life friends, like go call your friend <laughs> Crystal. Like, how is she doing? You know, but so I know it, the social media thing is a total double-edged sword. It's like, it, it depends how you use it. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, are these people like my friends? Like, could I call your wife up sometimes and say like, hey, like I'm having a hard time. Like I probably could, you know, but again, could. that's not like a real life, you know, they're not down the street. We can't meet for coffee. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, but, it's a it's a it's a different kind of relationship for sure. Right. And it doesn't doesn't make it potentially less meaningful, but there is something about being in person or at least um being able to like and thank God for modern technology, being able to even like right. video chat and do those sorts of things. Um but so within the you know, with within that context though, um I noticed a lot of your uh, you know, your blogs and a lot of the content that you do have on social media is about getting out into the real world and like really using that to help sort of like build that positive energy, build that, you know, getting, getting back to being sort of grounded in maybe within ourselves, within reality or, or so I'd like to sort of hear your thoughts on what that's all about and, and, and kind of explain where you're coming from with that. With getting out into nature, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And just sort of like all of that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, getting um well, because when you say getting out to the real world, I just wasn't sure if it meant like I mean, does it get any more real than the middle of the woods? I don't know. <laughs> that, is true, that is true. When I hear real world, I'm like, oh, back to work. But no, um, no, 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 no. That's right. that's this construct world. The real world's out in the woods, <laughs> right? Out in nature. That is true. That is true. Um, and yeah, I think it's exactly the kind of like what you're saying. I think it just helps you know, it helps you feel like yourself. Like, you know, you go out to work and, and you dress up. I have to wear, you know, teacher clothes. And it's just like layers of um, like a personality almost that you have to wear. And then when I go out into the woods, like for a hike, it's like, you know, all you need is your water and, and I have the dogs and it's just, it's just so freeing, but it just helps you feel, you know, just get grounded and connect kind of like with, with who you are on, on a deeper level. And if you're with people, it's, you know, it's great also to have conversations on the trail and get to know people that way. But it, it's definitely how I recharge. Um, I used to go to the gym and, and work out, but now, you know, I really try to have hiking be my main thing. Um, what was the, know. what was the change for that? From going to the gym to going I hiking? What, what caused that? I think it's probably lack of time and energy, maybe. I mean, once you, you know, if you do, if I go on a hike after work with the dogs, even if it's just a couple miles, um, you know, then I don't want to come home. I, you know, I feel fulfilled mentally and physically. It, it hits both things mm. you know, rather than a workout is definitely great, you know, mentally and, and reduces your stress levels and all that. But 
there's something about being in the woods, you know, and being outside and, and you get just, it hits everything. Best of all worlds. Yeah, it's definitely, um, there's, there's that, there's like a primal energy that, that happens out there, right. Where it's really kind of getting back to like the true human connection with the world that the earth in which we inhabit, right. right? There's, there's something that's, that's awe-inspiring about it. And especially like I see a lot of your photography and a lot of the places that you go where it's just, you come to these vistas, like you're trucking through the woods and like, I, I, you know, you were you were out there snowshoeing with the dogs and, and right. really getting it done. And then like, there was a couple where you came to this uh, sort of this opening and it was just like, you could see sort of the, the grandness that is mother nature. And I could, you know, I could see how that that yeah. type of thing when done on a regular basis could be very, very fulfilling, very calming, right? Definitely. Yeah. Like, I mean, like you said that, that to me is like real life and, and that's like what I do, you know, just kind of saves me all the time. And then you have to come back and go into, you know, the other world and work and do all those things. But um, yeah, it's finding a balance between both of those. And I've often thought about, you know, the people that like will rent a van or buy a van and that, and that's all they do. And I don't know, like, I don't know if that like is what we're meant to do. Just go out and enjoy, you know, day after day after day, a hike, you know, for yourself, like, is that self-serving, you know, to not then, you know, go back to the world and like, you know, back to your job, back to your work where you're helping other people. I've always just wondered about that. Um, could I do something like that? Like long-term, you know, mm -hmm. um, with the van. The van people it's like a big it's a movement now <laughs> sure yeah everyone everyone's get to getting the uh the sprinter vans right and going right is that something that you're actually interested in doing well i mean but that's that's what i'm saying like i also feel like we are here like our purpose is to help others you know and to serve others like i i would have like a moral struggle about like just you know serving myself is kind of how i look at it but may, maybe that opinion's going to change um and I could probably do it for like, you know, a month like as a teacher with the summer off, but people that quit their jobs and do it, I don't know, you know, short term, you know, but I, I don't know, is, is that what we're supposed to do is just go off and enjoy things, you know, without any like hard work and discipline for something, you know? I guess um, it, uh, I guess it comes down to how what you feel is still in service to others right mm -hmm. so there's that there's a great right. book by uh by dr angela duckworth called grit um mm. and it it talks about um you know it's sort of the the difference between like resiliency and grit is sort of like resiliency is happening in the immediate term like when things go wrong how i'm able to deal with that mm -hmm. and bounce back whereas grit is being able to stay on a path for a long duration right mm -hmm. like i have a a 10 year goal or I have a lifetime goal and hmm. continuing to work towards that goal through thick and thin, right? Through the ups right. and downs, those sorts of things. Um, so that's kind of like the overall thing. It's a really great book. But one of the things that she talks about in there is purpose and like living, living a purposeful life, leaving, living a, a meaningful life. And she goes through some of the definitions and the one that she kind of landed on and said that that resonated with her the most was that um how was it it was it was something to the effect of like to live a purposeful life means to always means to live in service of others like that's what it that's what having purpose means like you can't right. have 
hmm. purpose without it being in service to others. It was something to that effect. And I'll have, that's me paraphrasing, but it was definitely yeah. um, the idea here being that like the way that we as humans sort of internalize meaning and like I'm leaving, living a meaningful life or I'm living a purpose-driven life mm-hmm. is having that being somehow in service to others. And so- right. It's a, it's a weird juxtaposition when you talk about like going off and, and doing the sprinter van thing mm-hmm. because, you know, when you're on the plane and if something goes down, you put your mask on first, right? And then you can help others. Mm-hmm. So is going off and doing the sprinter van thing and doing sort of being the, the, the roaming gnome and the nomad right. for a month or so, is that a way in which you're recharging? And then that right. way, when you come back to show up in whatever way, you're more fully there. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that I support. I, I think that that I think that that's good. Um, <laughs> my boyfriend Jared has <laughs> my boyfriend has sometimes talked about like if he ever won the lottery, <laughs> he uh, would love to. I don't know. He's always had like a treasure hunting thing. I I don't know exactly what he'd want to do, but to me, like having like no reason to work or, or earn money, um, and to just be able to go off and travel anywhere like that never appeals to me like that just doesn't appeal to me and I have people that reach out to me and they're like oh like want to you know join our travel page group and I'm like I don't really see myself as a traveler like a travel page um Mm -hmm. I'm trying to just find like the day-to-day like in in our daily life like do you have to get on a plane and go somewhere you know to get recharged or you know to create like a deeper connection with the world around you and and reflect and all that or can you just you know do it in your own backyard or somewhere locally but yes of course you know month-long trips and vacations have have a purpose for sure but um yeah that's it's an interesting concept man it is but i think you're i think the idea that you just presented is also is is one that i think could resonate and serve people very well that being that like you don't necessarily have to get on the plane and go to the Alps or, mm-hmm. you know, go to Machu Picchu or wherever it is. And while I'll certainly visit those places, they're amazing. Right. Um, but when we're able to find joy in our own backyard, when we're able to find those spots that, that can sort of refill yeah. our cup that are local right. and finding beauty within that which we have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is that a way to live a more, a life with more gratitude also? Right. Right. And I think I've always had a hard time with um, the thought of like not living your life for a vacation, but you know, like, Oh, like, well, I can't wait. Like in one month, you know, I'm, I'm going away. And like, I, I can't live like that. Like I need every single day to almost feel like a vacation. And if, and if I don't feel that way, then like, I feel like something's wrong. And mm. <clears throat> I guess, I don't know. I, I enjoy like uncovering what those things could be like, well, well, what is it about, you know, my job that I don't like? Um, or what is it about my routine? What is it about where I live? you know, I've, I've moved a few times, I've changed some, you know, big relationship stuff. And I just think that that's important. Like if you're counting down, you know, the days till you go somewhere, like I, I can't live for a vacation that's two months away. I, um, but of course I, I get excited about things, but I just, I need my day-to-day like environment and routine to be, you know, not a vacation, but just, a, a you know, at peace with it, I guess. No, I, I it's, that's important. Yeah. It's very important. Like if there's there was this uh, this thing I saw not too long ago that basically was was like this idea that we work, you know, yeah. five days a week 
so that we can have two days to ourselves for our whole life is total bullshit, right? Like it's just, there's no way to live because to your point, it's like it, you're hating, you know, five sevenths of your life. Like that's, right. that's unfortunate. <laughs> right. And, and not that there's something, you know, that there has to be something wrong, but like if things are really that bad, like, you know, what can we change, you know, in your daily life to help make, you know, the week better. Um, and of course I look forward to the weekends and I'm, I'm going to look forward to my summer off as a teacher for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but I always try to, on my way into work, just think about, you know, like, how can I help today? How can I like contribute? And, you know, and I feel like it just helps you grow as well as a person. No, that's a, that's a great, I think that's a great practice. If, mm. And that if more of us did exactly that, where we come into work or we start the day off with sort of, you know, right, you know, the, the gratitude practice of like, what am I, what am I grateful for today? Or what, you know, what am I grateful for this week, if not every day, because that can get a little overbearing, but certainly starting the day off with intention of how can I make this the best day? Or how can I be of service to those around me today? Or how can I improve upon whatever it was that happened yesterday so that tomorrow's that much better those sorts of things i think is a a, a great idea um you had a you had a post uh today maybe yesterday something like that where you're talking about um aligning your values with sort of where you're spending your time and money and energy mm -hmm. tell me about that tell me about your thoughts oh, on that sure. right so I was listening to something that said, you know, it's almost like doing a value audit of your life and, and looking at the things that you value. And if you're not sure what you value, then look at like, where are you spending your time? Where are you spending your money? And, and those two things will, um, you know, will tell you what your values are. Because a lot of times, you know, your, your values, if you ask someone, you know, what your values are, it's, it can be a little abstract. It's not like a tangible thing. But you know, where you spend your money is something you can review and, and looking at what you do with your time. So yeah, that's just an interesting concept to me. I mean, I think people get busy, you know, once you have kids and, you know, I'm just thinking of various people in, um, in my life. And even if you don't have kids, but just what do you want out of life? What are your values and, and how, how are your actions match, matching up? Um, I guess. Yeah. How is that? How's that? been affecting you like personally yeah well i mean i've been trying to think i'm like okay like well you're not perfect so like, what well, i mean nobody yeah nobody is right, right? <laughs> um but i mean i think i think for me like i value living you know a healthy lifestyle I, I value the outdoors and time spent outdoors um so and i do a lot of that you know i do dedicate time for that i do sunrise hikes before work um and I try to, you know, eat healthy as much as I can, but I also value like my friends and family time. And maybe that could be improved a little bit more. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think like, okay, where are you spending time and money that you shouldn't be? And it's just, yeah, I want to think about it a little bit. There's a, uh, there's a great book. Um, oh man, I don't know why my brain shorted out as the author, um, but it's called your, your money or your life is what this book is called. Hmm. Um, and it's the idea behind it is that basically like, you know, we all have a, a finite time on this earth, right? Hmm. You know, however, whether that's, you know, 120 years, that's 80 years, that's 40 years, whatever it ends up being, 
we have a finite time that, that we're going to spend on this earth. And so with that, you know, you make however much money you make, right? And when you start breaking down, um, you know, your life in terms of hours spent working and that money being representative of your life, like your life energy, like your time on your minutes, hours, seconds that you have on this earth, right, right. Is, you know, is it worth it? And like how that then affects like our spending habits. So things like, um, I, I'm going to go spend, I'm going to go buy this cheeseburger. I'm going to go buy this new car that I don't need, these pants that I don't need, um, right. whatever it is. And you spend this money. Well, it took you how many hours to make that, those dollars. Mm-hmm. And the hours that were spent making those dollars were hours that you weren't doing whatever else in your life. Right. So right. now that item that you just purchased in the place that you just put that money represents your life energy. And so you kind of have to like, it's the idea of like looking at that sort of a, as a way to like curtail, you know, frivolous spending, but also really for me, when I read it, it was more of like, it was an eye opener into how I'm spending my life. Like what it is I'm spending my life doing right? And to what end am I doing that? Right. So it's like, if I work however many hours and I make X amount of dollars, obviously I have to eat obviously I have I have bills I've got a mortgage I've got whatever but you know do I need that stupid thing or do I want to take a vacation with the family Mm. right or do I want to spend time pursuing do I want to make an investment into something that's going to bring more fulfillment in my life as opposed to a new pair of shoes or something to that effect exactly Hmm. I like that. I like that about the, um, I, I think I've seen that before, like this watch, you know, it'll say like cost you like whatever, like three days of work. And um, so yeah, trading your, your money and, and time I'm looking at how that's connected. Yeah. It's uh, the first time I ever heard it actually Shara, Shara used to talk about this and she's never yeah. read the book. It right. was just like something she knew intrinsically, which was oh. awesome. Right. Um, and she would talk about that where it's like, yeah, I don't really need to, buy whatever that is she's like because I think like for me to buy that I have to go work six hours mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that thing worth six hours of my life that I'm never getting back right you know? or would it be better spent literally anywhere else it's, it's right it's an interesting concept and then it goes back to sort of you know what your post was originally about where it's like where are we putting our life energy and where are mm-hmm. we putting our our values and where are we actually you know where are we living right 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 yeah I had a friend who would like talk about um with her family she would always say you know we don't do family trips to Disneyland and and I was like I don't know in my early 20s at the time and I was like oh like why not and she you know it's just not part of our values and I, I never really understood it at the time I'm like you know not part of their values what does she mean but like looking back like I I see what she's talking about you know they took trips to she used to live in Alaska. They would go back there. They would go hiking. They'd go, you know, sailing camp in the summer. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's, especially when you have a family, I think a lot of people, you know, maybe have kids and then get caught up in like the sports and driving and spending money on, you know, different things. And it's like, well, what, what is important to you? Like, what do you want your kids to, you know, be like and enjoy? Um, so I, I, I admire that, especially when you have 
kids and, and, and the family and like really making conscious decisions about that type of stuff. Sure. Yeah. I think that's uh, I think that comes down to a mindfulness thing, mm -hmm. right? Like being mm -hmm. mindful of, of what, what we're doing, what are the, what are the actions and what are the consequences of the actions that we're taking? Mm -hmm. Right. Like when it comes time to, Hey, instead of going to Disneyland, we're going to go to, whatever it is we're going to go back to alaska we're going to go hike through yosemite we're going to go do right. something else so instead of you know a ten thousand dollar weekend in in at disney we we could do that we could we could take these other trips and see the world and bond and spend these times together uh, you know 20 times over right. <laughs> for, for that same you know for that that same amount or less right and that's not to say that you know there's not something to be said about going to disney and having that experience but if that's what you do every year you know maybe maybe that's not building the types of memories that uh that are actually going to last and, and strengthen those familial bonds or even just you know someone that doesn't have a family but like just getting more in tune with who they are and being mi more mindful right. and present in who they are exactly yeah and like choosing um just consciously as you move through your life, what, you know, what do I want to commit to? What, what events am I going to go to? Do I want to say yes to going out to eat, you know, three nights a week or going to a bar? I mean, those things just sometimes naturally drop away. Um, yet, you know, you also don't want to like turn into like an introvert when you're, you're, home, you're home all the time. But I, I struggle with that sometimes, like that balance of like the inner, you know, almost like your inner world and like, um, and then, you know, going out into the real world and yeah. work. And, yeah social but um, yeah. yeah well there's i mean that 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 becomes some point of a hard balance for different personality types right because mm -hmm. there's certainly those people that are introverted that um, can absolutely understand the value of, of relationships and understand the value of human connection mm -hmm. and or have to go and, and whatever position they have at work where you know maybe like you know in the case of a teacher where it's like they got to go and they got to be in front of oh. you know their, their classroom all day and it's the mass thing and it's all these just personalities while right. dealing with the faculty and dealing with the what administration not to not to mention the student that one kid that's kind of an asshole and like you know whatever and yeah. so the introvert will still be able to do all of that but then like you know when the friends call up and like hey let's go get a beer it's like ah you know what I'm I need to recharge and the way I yeah. recharge is I need some alone time Whereas Absolutely. the extrovert, you know, they might work in a cubicle where they don't get that connection. And so right. they're yearning for it when it's like work gets done and they've just had to be alone and just solo project, whatever it is for right. however long. And now they're like, they're the ones calling up like, hey, let's go, please, somebody yeah. come, come spend some time with me. I need right. this. This is how I recharge. Definitely, yeah. And I, I think it's, it's an interesting time also um, for social media because of those reasons, you know, people are working from home and, and don't have a lot of, you know, interaction out in the world. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe the social media provides some of that, you know, relationships um, and talking to people. But it, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting because I do go out and I teach every day and, and Jared works from home. And so we have two totally different needs at the end of the day. So I'm, I'm so overstimulated at that point when I'm home that even the dogs can like put me over the edge. Yeah, so. right. You're like, I need, I need an hour. I need yeah. all of you to go away. I yeah. need some spa music on in the background. Maybe, maybe not that. Maybe total <laughs> exactly. silence. 
<laughs> exactly. I, I don't even listen to music hardly anymore, which is like I have the spa radio, but sometimes it's just it's either nothing in the car or or a podcast. I love podcasts. Um, but yeah, anything that can kind of help me just relax a little and, and like tune in. Right. No, I I think um that the 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 observation that you made as far as like how you know you and your boyfriend professionally are leading different lives. And so then at the end of the day, you have different different connection needs is uh is interesting i think especially like right now where it's you know over the last year right things have just kind of been tossed into chaos mm -hmm. understanding stuff like that and understanding especially because we've seen divorce rates go up we've seen right. relationships fall apart we've seen all mm -hmm. sorts of social ills sort of manifest during this time not that yeah. they weren't there but they're being exacerbated because of everything mm -hmm. um I think one of those things that, that you've, you've pointed out and identifying, like we're going to have different, different needs at the end of the day and understanding that about each other and giving space, right? Like hold space. Like, Hey, I know you need this connection, but I right. need this silence. So let me get my half an hour, 45 minutes, whatever it is. And then I'll come and then we can have this connection and then we can still, exactly. still coexist right without, shut the hell up or whatever, you know, whatever it is, right. Blowing up right. on each other or that's feeling, why, go ahead. Well, no, I mean, that's why, like, I mean, how you guys balance stuff with the kids, that's interesting, but that's a whole other, cause that, that you can't just turn off the kids, you know, or like, yeah, right. Like, but, um, you know, I mean, the dogs are pretty easy to make happy and walking them makes me happy as well, but Ooh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. A level. Yeah. Our kids are, are, little demons there <laughs> i love them to death don't get me wrong i want to trade them for the world but uh they, yeah well, yeah they're i mean you know they're very young right so they're the twins are two and, and our oldest yeah. is three uh he'll be four here in the summer mm. um so that's that's mm. you know a lot of energy and a lot of not fully understanding why they can't always have everything they want right now um <laughs> it's yeah. just yeah, that, that throws a whole other other wrench into the this idea of like let's understand where we all are and what our needs are right now because they don't give a shit, right? They're like, right, right. I don't care what you need. I need this, and if I don't get it, I'm screaming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's too funny. Uh, it's, I mean, it's okay though. Um, yeah. You know, it was interesting as as we we're as I was uh, talking there when I talked about. Um, going, you know, going back to school and, and being in front of the kids and everything, you had a bit of a reaction to that. You had a, you were like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. it. Talk, talk to me about that. <laughs> well, well, I mean, right now I'm on vacation. I have this week off and I have next week off. Um, and so when you mentioned me going back to work, you mean, or back in or just, yeah, I mean, I was just talking about like having yeah. to be, you know, in the sense of a teacher, having to be right, in front of right. the and dealing with the personalities you kind of like Ugh. <laughs> right right i mean it's 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 draining and it's it's acting you know it is you're, mm. you're performing and we have our, our classes are 75 minutes long and if i go in there and i act how i i want to act or feel like maybe i'm tired or you know you you can't because you know they're looking to you to to lead them to motivate them for 75 mm. minutes i really wish I know there's research out there. there there's got to be a lot that says that their attention span, you know, um, goes yeah, down. Yeah, I know. I know th there is. And I know that's a reason like, um, so like, for instance, you know, in the, in the military, when we give classes, we do classes, like if you're in a class, 
you're in a class for eight hours a day, five days a week, learning whatever the task is, whatever right. it is, right? Um, but the way that they'll break that up is they'll do it like the standard, like 50 minutes, 10 minutes. So it's like mm -hmm. 50 minutes of learning, then 10 minute break, and then 50 minutes of learning, right. and then a 10 minute break, and then, you know, lunch like happens it. and you come back or whatever. Um, and mm -hmm. they do that because there's been, there has been research that's shown that there comes a point of diminishing returns after right around that mark. And really it's actually before that, really it's more like the 40, oh. 45 minutes, like of okay. being like sort of in a class and right. just being right. like inundated with information. There's only so much that you can take in and absorb mm -hmm. and stay motivated before you just start blanking out, right? Like the white light and the, and the tinnitus kicks in. <laughs> like that is just like, it's mm -hmm. not happening anymore. Mm -hmm. So how do you deal with that? Like how do you as a teacher in front of these kids, knowing that you're, you're tired and you maybe don't want to, but you're professional and you're a great person. How do you continue to do that? Good question. How do I continue to do that? Well, <laughs> I do enjoy math. So I think that's, it probably starts there. I do enjoy math and I try to find activities that, you know, get them engaged where, you know, I'm not just like lecturing for 75 minutes. Um, so it takes a lot of, you know, prep before, before class to find, you know, what are the activities they can do, some good problems they can work on. Um, so that's putting more on them rather than me, you know, being the entertainer mm. in the front of the room for the whole time. Um, and then, yeah. And then I, I truly do care about them, you know, as people, it goes beyond like just trying to teach them, like we're doing the quadratic formula right now. And sometimes sure. I'm teaching it and I'm like, I, like, I know guys, like, I know this is hard and I know it seems like we're never going to use this. Sure. Um, you know, sometimes you just have to like be real with them too. If you're just like not feeling it and like, I, I know this is tough, you know, we're, we're going to get through it. Um, but you know, I, I do care about, you know, the students. Um, so I try to make it as, as fun as I can, but it's, it's about preparing before, you know, mm. doing the work before class. Um, yeah. but it's not all on you the whole time. Um, yeah. Well well, I think that's uh, I think that's a probably one of the things you said there about like sort of, you know, keeping it real, being authentic, like, look, mm -hmm. I know, I know this, we're going to get, we're in this together, right? right. Like we're, right. we're all here. We're going to get through this together. Right. You know, aside from figuring out like tricks and gimmicks to make a given lesson engaging mm -hmm. um, and more, you know, more conceptually about like, you know, the fact that you do care, like you actually yeah. care. I've, my my uh, educational career i've definitely come in contact with teachers that are just burnt out and jaded and could give a shit right, right? like they just they don't they're like yep here's the information either you got it you didn't you pass or fail i don't care right um and it's unfortunate when you see that because the impact that you know you mm -hmm. as a teacher have on the like literally the future of of this country the, the future of that local community that mm -hmm. individual child is is right. without words right like it's so much a good teacher will have a lot we have those 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 people in our history right like i can point to a handful of teachers that i've had for throughout my scholastics whether it was grade school high school my undergraduate whatever it was um my military training there's always been an instructor there that for whatever reason they stood out and I think right. that speaks to the power that comes from educators. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I just, you know, hey, I want to say thank you for being an educator. It's not an easy job. It's right. it often goes uh, as a sort of an unsung hero, but 
it's it's awesome to hear that yeah. you you remain authentic and you and you remain right you know caring i think that's so important it is but then the, it, it puts even more pressure on you when you when you realize like you're not just you know teaching them math and you're trying to do more it even puts more you know i don't know how to describe it i just lost a little the train of thought but but you know when you do want to have an impact more in that way it it does it makes the job bigger so when you are like tired or in a bad mood it's like even more like uh like i gotta you know like mm -hmm. push this or whatever um but yeah i've always been that way i i currently teach out of school that's very college prep and you know and and sometimes i just want to be like wow like what are we teaching them character wise and you know and there, there's a lot that i would love to talk about with them and sometimes i just don't know how you know i don't know how to like they don't know about my little blog and that type of stuff but there's so much you know about the world that i'd love to talk about but it's it's also a tricky thing you know knowing what to say and how to talk about those things in class like in what in what way like i think i mean we we have a lot of like anxious kids today which surprised me we weren't really talking about like anxiety when i first started teaching like over 10 years ago now um but you know recently we have we have a lot of kids that are like depressed and anxious and and i see the pressure that's put on them you know with with college and um so i think number one i'm surprised when i hear you know well so and so's thing seeing a therapist or you know these are all the kids that you know are anxious maybe on meds um so and so's not here today like you know we've had kids you know depressed and um, especially in the pandemic but so yeah i don't know i guess i wish i can help more with that but i'm not you know i'm not a nurse i'm not their therapist but i'm always interested in what they're bringing into the classroom you know where they're coming from what their home life is like is like um and and but yeah i haven't really learned how to like you know connect those two worlds yet and like uh it's in, instead of just i guess what i try to do is just be positive and maybe they see that I talk about my dog captain, I talk about the hiking, but I don't, you know, say, oh, you know, you guys should do this and listen to this podcast. And why mm -hmm. don't you meditate? I, I do talk about meditation sometimes. Um, but yeah, I guess just that type of thing. There are some apps that you can like, you know, some teachers have tried to do a meditation in class in the beginning. I guess I'm just not, I'm not comfortable with that yet. Just um, like, hey, before we, before we get started, we're all just going <laughs> to do a guided meditation, a little 10 minute guided meditation type thing, or like, like, what would that look like? I know. Well, I think that there, there is one app that like shows the countdown on the screen. It's like a circle. I've seen it. And it's like, okay, like, we're just going to take like five minutes of silence. Like maybe you don't have to close your eyes because you know, the kids are, especially in high school, they're going to be right. worried about what other people are thinking of them. Yeah. yeah so right. they're not going to close their eyes while so-and-so can look at them and laugh, you know? Um, yeah. But I do try to start the class, like, just like, quiet like i i just i value you know like just calming the environment down somehow mm -hmm. um but yeah we haven't tried like a full meditation yeah. i mean maybe <laughs> it's that it's a hard balance right because right. you do have as i said and i meant i meant it very much so like there is that that impact and that uh influence mm -hmm. that that the the education profession all educators have on on the youth and, and on adults, right? I mean, it doesn't stop even educators through the doctorate and beyond level, right? Like those educators absolutely still have impact on the people going through those courses. Right. Um, and it's, I could see how it's like, 
it's a hard got to be a hard balance because you want to you look at them as your kids i imagine i hear this a lot from teenage from teachers and and educators that you know regardless of whether it's kindergarten whether it's a professor a tenured professor whatever it's i look at my students as my children i look at them as you know i have a vested interest in their success and so with that even though it's like you have them for like the one subject and then they go on it's like how can i get the most out of this right and how can i have the most impact we're doing the quadratic equation cool uh let's also you know briefly discuss like here's some breathing techniques to calm you the hell down a little bit right <laughs> when you're feeling anxious about this about you know this quadratic equation or, or even like a simple line equation right like hey what is it y equals mx plus b like we're gonna be okay man take a breath look at the line we're good <laughs> i know i know and i need to work on there, there are teach like the way you just put that was was great but see i don't have that like um, that sense of humor in the classroom sometimes, but I, I need to, I need to work on that. Um, but yeah, and I, I've taught at a boarding school too, where I was, I was the dorm parent. Mm, how was that, that? I know that was, that was interesting, but like the memories that I have from there are all like outside of the classroom where like, I was able to have more of like a, you know, a one-on-one, -on -one, um, impact. And I still have, mm -hmm. you know, girls that, that text me and, and call and they want to see captain because they would walk him, you know, all around campus. And, mm -hmm. Um, that, I love that because that was like, you know, you're here for more than just teaching. Like, I mean, especially as, as the dorm parent. So I liked that kind of impact a lot. Um, I'm not, I'm not so like excited about just going in and teaching math for 75 minutes and, and leaving, but that's, that's the job I have now. And being at a boarding school, it does restrict, you know, your free time. You're on a lot at night yeah, and weekends. Right. So it's kind of why I got out of that environment, but I do mm -hmm. miss that connection outside of the classroom for sure. Yeah, I mean, and that, that seems to be like, a, you know, sort of the running theme here, right? And a lot of what you talk about in on your IG page, and a lot of what you talk about within uh, your blog, and just sort of like, I the, the sense of like, getting that mindset, building those connections, mm -hmm. strengthening the mind, finding values, finding who we are, um, and it, it, it seems like that, that's something that's, that's important and you try to bring out, right? Right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. I think that that's very true. I think connection is, is, is super important to me. And that is why, you know, I started the, the Instagram page, um, and, and the blog is connecting and, and helping in any way that I can share, you know, things that help me. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of those things? Like, like, what are some of the lessons that, like, if you were going to teach me, like, leave me with a lesson, what, what would that lesson be? <laughs> I mean, things that work for me that I do, kind of. Yeah, 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 absolutely. We're, right. we, we, we've got it here, right? Help us get better, please. <laughs> I know, right? Help us get better. Well, I mean, I definitely, oops, every morning I do uh, meditate. I do make it a point to, you know, go in the other room early before anyone else is awake, and I put my noise canceling headphones on and I meditate and then I um I've tried to you know journal and do a little like gratitude like what am I thankful for and thinking of things that way and then maybe a little reading of a book but um I think you have to like kind of like ground yourself and and take that time for yourself like I do not believe in you know waking up and, and giving yourself right to a job that would that would drive me crazy and then I think mm -hmm. like like you kind of lose yourself like well what about like your you know, mental health and, and like feeding yourself first, just like they say, like when like saving money, like paying yourself first. I probably am not as good as that at 
at that, but yeah, <laughs> so, so many of us aren't. That's, that, <laughs> I think that's the thing we're all, we're all learning. And certainly like, you know, during this pandemic, we've all learned like, yeah, yeah. we need to start paying ourselves first for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's great advice though. Taking like mm -hmm. your, your point about not just waking up and immediately giving yourself to a job. I think, you know, mm -hmm. waking up and, and, taking that, taking that moment, even if it's just like the 10 minutes or whatever it might exactly. be just to, to gratitude journal or to meditate or just to, mm. just to take a breath, right? right. Like just, okay, I'm going to, you know, whether yeah. it's I, I hop in the shower, I go for a hike. You said you go for, uh, for morning hikes, like st sunrise hikes. Is that what you said? Right. Yeah. Sunrise hikes. And also, um, along with that is like, I never check my email or, you know, social media when I wake up. I don't, I don't like that. I don't, you know, the checking of the email or so. And I heard something interesting um, that I always think about, but it's like create before you consume, you know, so mm. before you watch the news or, you know, what have you done for your own, you know, for yourself, have you, you know, so creating before you consume. I even like to sometimes if I do want to post that day, like make the post before I go on and see what other people have, have made. Cause I don't want that to influence me in any way. And I want, you know, to have my own creativity come out and stuff. Um, but create before you consume. I think that that's, that's a great little thing. Uh, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's all I was, I was just writing that down actually. I think that's, oh, a, that's an awesome, awesome mantra to have. Cause I, 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 I agree. I think a lot of us, and, and I know I'm, I'm certainly guilty of it myself mm -hmm. sometimes before, excuse me, before I even like get out of bed, I'll have already like checked, you know, emails or checked, you know, the, the socials or, you know, whatever it is. And it's like, I haven't, I haven't even like woken up yet. Right. Like, and I'm already being influenced by those external sources. Right. Uh, and, and so this idea of create before you consume, I think is awesome because then that is also more authentically you, right? Like if before you get influenced for the day from all the external sources that are going to happen and it's not, it's not necessarily like right. that that's awful or whatever but right. uh but creating something whatever it is your own thoughts your journals your meditation right. if it's mm -hmm. if it's art if it's writing if it's you know just whatever it is gathering your own thoughts before yeah. your mind allowing yeah mm -hmm. yeah your mindset that's a that's a great exercise i know i i do love it yeah i think it it definitely saves saves me sometimes yeah before you go, you go off and you you give yourself in so many different directions to other things and other people um yeah i have to have those quiet moments in the morning for sure yeah absolutely absolutely well i think uh, i think we're gonna leave it right there with that of expert words of wisdom oh, uh, cre great. create before you consume i think that's a great great uh stopping point a great lesson that all of us can take from you Kristen. and so uh, very much appreciate that. Before uh, before we sign off here, I want to give you the opportunity to to plug whatever whatever it is you want to plug. Where can we find you? Uh, all of that type of stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. So on Instagram, it's Early Bird on the Trail. Early Bird on the Trail on Instagram, and and then the blog is earlybirdblog.org. Okay. Uh, early Bird on the Trail. Yep. And earlybirdblog.org. Go yep. check her out, Kristen Valentini. Uh, amazing, amazing woman, such an inspiration, amazing educator, uh, really teaching us all to, to be a little more mindful and 
get back out in the real world, right? Get back, get back out there in nature a little bit and, uh, and create before we consume. That's awesome. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. This was fun. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye everybody. Bye.